We need to use the sound for the purpose of the kingdom. Amen? The devil is trying to fill the world with a lot of ungodly voices, evil voices. All the songs that are ungodly and filthy and all the the voices that come out of the social media. And that's why the church must, must praise and worship. Say to the person next to you, your voice matters. The church is not a religious organization. We are a practical organization. And everything that you have in your life is for your practical living. Your successful daily practical living. Amen. Come on, say to yourself, I am a practicing Christian. Amen. One more time. You don't sound as if you mean it. Come on, sound it as if you mean it. I am a practicing Christian. One more time. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. This is a very important and a powerful topic that I'm starting. The anointing. Okay? The anointing one. And um, can I ask you to go to Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. This is the foundation scripture. We're going to build on this scripture. It shall come to pass. So this is the Old Testament. So for the New Testament believers, we know that it had come to pass. All right? That day, that his burden, this heat is referring to the devil. Okay? God will never put any burden on you, but the devil will. His burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder, and his yoke, the devil's yoke, from off your neck, And the yoke shall be destroyed. Come on, read this together with me. One, two, three. Because of the anointing. All right? I want you to look at some photos. Are we ready for photos? Okay. Can I get you to look at some photos? Okay, let's start with the first one. So this is a yoke. All right? This is used on cows. Now look at the cows now. Let's look at the cows. All right, so these, you can see there are two cows, and they are yoked to work on the field. So to be yoked means they've lost their freedom. They were driven, and of course, they were burdened. Okay, look at the other one. Uh, This one is on its own, but it's still yoked. So it had lost its freedom, okay? It's heavy, all right? Let's look at some people. All right, people that are chained, so they've lost their freedom, they've lost their choices, they've lost their mobility. Some more photos, please. So these were the slaves in America in those days before they were set free uh, by President Lincoln. And uh, look at another photo. Look at this one. For those that were suffering from mental sickness, there is definitely a chain around your head. All right? Okay, now that we have all of these visual helps, let's go back to the scripture. Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And it shall come to pass, as I have already mentioned, Jesus has fulfilled that, so it had come to pass, that the devil's burden shall be taken away from off your shoulder. Okay, the burden 
of making your ends meet, the burden of sickness and disease, you know, the burden of strife, taken away from off your shoulder and his yoke, his manipulation, his control over your life. From off your neck and the yoke. Remember, you've seen the yoke, what it's like. Shall be destroyed. How? Because of the anointing. All right. If you look at your shoulder, can I ask you to touch your shoulders? Left and right shoulders. Okay. Referring to your shoulder is what you bear. What you bear, the weight that you carry. All right. Can I ask you to touch your neck? Your neck is where you turn. Your direction, where you go. So the yoke can decide your direction. So once you're yoked, you cannot go where you want to go. You go where the devil leads you. And that's the, that's the trouble of it, the terrible issue of it. Now, when we talk about the burden, all right, when we talk about burden, we're talking about heaviness. We're talking about oppression. We're talking about depression. We're talking about lows, worries, cares, anything that weighs you down. All right? So we're talking about burdens. When we're talking about yoke, we're talking about what a person is yoked to. For example, a person can be yoked to sickness, can be yoked to physical or mental sickness, or can be yoked to chemicals, addictions, or can be yoked to obsessions can be yoked to mental harassment or yoked to a sense of inferiority or yoked to um, self-doubt, fears, condemnation, guilt, yoked. That means you're already hooked and you just cannot move out of it. But the good news is the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. Say praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So if the yoke can be destroyed by the anointing, that means God is superior to the devil. Okay? God is superior to the devil. And that's what you should think in your mind. God is greater than you. God is stronger than you. God is greater than your sinfulness. God is greater than your weaknesses. Can we say amen? Your sinfulness is not greater than God. Your weakness is not greater than God. God is greater, greater, far more superior than your weaknesses and your sinfulness. Can we give the Lord a big amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Come on, can I ask you to say to yourself, God is greater than me. Greater than all my weaknesses. Greater than all my mistakes. Even my sinfulness. Amen. Now let's get to understand the anointing. The anointing is not a feeling. Okay? I used to think that the anointing is a feeling. But the anointing is not how you feel. You may feel anointed, but not anointed. You may feel not anointed, but anointed. So the anointing is not a feeling. It's not an emotion. All right? And... uh, An anointing, it's not even when you fall. You can be anointed without falling. All right? So an anointing, what is that? It's an empowerment. It's an enablement. That's what it is. An anointing is an empowerment, an enablement, destroying yokes and removing burdens. 
Anointing is the power of God. Amen. To destroy yokes and to remove burdens. For exercising dominion over the devil and his evil works and his attacks. Amen. The anointing is for service unto God. As his representatives, as his ambassadors, as his sons and daughters on the earth. Amen. Come on, say to yourself, I represent God. Amen. How many Christians do we have here? Lift up your hands. The word Christ means the anointed one. So since you are a Christian, you are a child of Jesus Christ. The children that God had given to Jesus for signs, for wonders, and for miracles. And since Jesus was anointed, you are anointed. Amen. Come on, say to yourself, I am anointed. Amen. One more time. I am anointed with the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. Amen. I need you to understand that you must believe in your salvation. It's important for you to appreciate and believe in yourself. Otherwise, you'll forever be insecure looking for somebody to assure you. Being secure in Christ Jesus is very, very important. You are already sufficient in his sufficiency. Can we say amen? One more time, say it with me. I am sufficient in his sufficiency. I'm a member of the body of Jesus Christ. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. We are the channels of God on the earth. It's just like, I don't know, my house doesn't have a river, but I have a tap. And because my tap is connected to the river, my tap is connected to the reservoir, even though it was very, very far away, when I turn on my tap, what do I get? Water. So once you're connected to Christ Jesus, once you are saved, and the Holy Spirit, who is your connector, The Holy Spirit is your connector who has connected you with heaven, who has connected you with Jesus, who has connected you with the Father. You have the anointing flowing in your life. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Isn't that good? Glory be to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I want you to look at Luke chapter 4 verse 18. Now, I want you to understand that Jesus, when he came to minister on earth, he did not come to do it and, you know, just to show you how great he was. What's the point? He was not coming just to show off himself. You know, how great I was as the son of God. I did signs, I did wonders and miracles and all you just bow down and worship me. No, he didn't do that. He was not self-seeking. He was not promoting himself. Actually, he was promoting you. He was imparting his power. He was giving you his power. He was giving you his grace. He was giving you all that he had. He was giving you all that he had acquired. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. So what Jesus had is what you have. What Jesus had is what you have. But you have to believe. If you do not believe, you will not be established. If you always think With inferiority, you will stay inferior. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
And there's somebody who cheers over your inferiority and his name is the devil and all his demons. You need to feel good about yourself. You cannot afford to wait for somebody to make you feel good about yourself. In fact, it's very unhealthy for you to look to someone to make you feel good about yourself. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Come on, lift up your hands with me. Amen. Say with me, I am sufficient, complete, made whole in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a healthy self-image that only God can give you. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he's my master. The spirit of the Lord, he's not just general, you know. He's not just somebody, you know, who is God. No, he's my Lord. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Here's the word anointed. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We are in the acceptable year of the Lord. So no rejection for anyone. Come on, say to the person next to you, you are accepted, never rejected. Never rejected. There is no rejection in Christ Jesus. So you're not rejected and don't you reject anyone. All right, we are in the acceptable year of the Lord. This is very important, okay? And I want you to highlight the word upon. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I want you to touch something above your head. It's not there, but you know that it is. And it's called the anointing. The anointing is upon you. Your head Remember I told you, what is your crown? What is your crown in your soul? Your soul is made up of your will, your mind, and your emotions. What's the crown of your soul? Your will. Your will is your crown. Your will matters. What you will will decide what you will. Do you get it? What you will, will decide what you will. You get it. All right, so go back to this. So be very, very sure that he is the vine and we are the branches. He is the Christ, the anointed one. We are the members of his body, his vessels and his channels on the earth. He is the king. We are his ambassadors. All right. So it's just like, what's the point of storing water in the reservoir if they can never get to the households? Would you still pay your water bill if they would never get to your house? No. So Jesus is the reservoir. Of the anointing. And we are the taps. And we are positioned at different places. At different spots. To release. Come on, say with me. Release. One more time. Release. Release his anointing. So let me ask you a question. Are you important? 
Are you important? Are you important? Are you a channel? Are you a vessel? Amen. Should you limit yourself? Should you be stuck? Should you be withdrawn? No. Should you be active? Absolutely. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, if somebody says, but I'm just a small potato, I'm not good enough for God. Well, let me ask you a question. Didn't God use the donkeys to speak to Balaam? Didn't God use the ravens? Yes. Didn't God use the roosters? Well, can he use you? Can he use you? Can he use you? (laughs) Amen. Amen. So say to the person next to you, if God can use the donkeys, I'm sure he can use you. Be assured that it's the will of God for your hard times to be turned into victorious times. God wants to turn your hard times into victorious times. Amen. God wants to turn your captivity into freedom. Glory be to God. My daughter sent us, um, my daughter and my son-in-law sent us a video of my son, of my grandson, Oliver. And he was talking, he was talking in tongues. (laughs) they had no idea what he was talking about but he was like really enjoying the conversation so they were talking to him in English and he was talking back in tongues I'm sure God enjoys us speaking in tongues to him it's a meaningful conversation because remember God is over and above what we can understand God is over and above what we can hear, what we can say, and what we can understand. And the more you engage God, the deeper and the greater and the higher you get into the realm of the Spirit. And the realm of the Spirit is more powerful than the realm of the natural. Say to the person next to you, don't get stuck in the realm of the natural. If the doctors say to you, no... God still says yes. All right? If the doctors say no, your case is fatal, God still says yes. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Don't stay bitter. Become better. Just change the alphabet in the middle. From I to ye. (laughs) Come on, say to yourself, don't stay bitter. Get better. <laughs> Amen. Isn't it better to be, bit, to be better than bitter? Amen. All right. <laughs> Amen. Don't stay in self-pity because self-pity is evil and destructive. Self-pity is evil and destructive and is oppressive and is demoting. It can ruin you for life. So don't, don't fall down that trap of self-pity. It's the devil enticing you and tempting you to trap you to destroy you. Can we say amen? Say to the person next to you, say no to him. Amen. Hallelujah. Instead, be promoted. Be raised up in the spirit of joy 
the spirit of joy, the spirit of faith, and the spirit of liberty. Well, you say, but I can't rejoice. Just do it. You can't, but you can, right? I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. So when I'm crying, I go, yes, the joy of the Lord is my strength. So wipe away your tears and start rejoicing and start rejoicing and start rejoicing. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So raise your hands with me and say, I rejoice in the Lord. One more time. I rejoice in the Lord. Come on, say to yourself, I'm a joyful person. I'm a joyful person. I mean, I don't, I I recommend this to you. I do this myself sometimes. I go to the mirror and I say, I laugh. I laugh. I'm happy. When I'm happy and you know it, say amen. Happy. Yay. When I'm happy and you know it, say amen. Amen. Happy. Come on. Say to the person next to you, be happy. Joyful. Happy. Joyful. Amen. Glory be to God. And you don't need to take so much medication. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. As you stay faithful to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. My feelings don't control me. My soul is not my master. I may feel very bad. I might have very bad thoughts. My will can be very weak. But my soul is not my master. Jesus is my master. And because he's my master, I bow. I bow. And I say rejoice. And I say rejoice. Amen. What is that? That is true and genuine submission. You submit to the word of God even when you don't feel it. And that's how you overcome the bondage of emotional attacks from the devil. If your feelings can easily be manipulated by somebody who said something to you, by somebody who does something to you, by something that you hear or something that you feel, you become very vulnerable to demonic attacks. All he has to do is just to pull your strings and then you crumble. As soon as somebody says something you don't like, you are in tears. As soon as somebody says something you don't like, you're offended. As soon as somebody does something to you that you don't like, you lose the cool. You are easily victimized. Come on, say with me, I am strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. Let me ask you, where is the strength that God has put in you? In your spirit, your soul, or your body? Spirit. And let me ask you one more time, the sermon from last Sunday. What is the most important part in your soul that you need to use? Your will. Your will. You may not feel it, but you can will it. You may not think it, but you can will it. And once you're in the will of God, stay locked in. Don't be moved. It's very important. And you will not be driven, and you will not be manipulated, and you will not be victimized by the devil. It's very important. Amen? So, he has triumphed. Let me ask you, how many of you know that Jesus had triumphed over the devil? 
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he, he triumphed over the devil when? When everything was going well for him? No. When was, when was he tempted? Where was he tempted? In the wilderness. He was tempted in the wilderness. And that's where his victory was. Amen. Every one of us will receive temptations. Temptations are for you to win over. Psalm 23. He laid a table before me. Where? In the presence of my enemies. If you want a breakthrough for your marriage, you need to overcome the devil's attacks against your marriage. If you want a breakthrough for your health, you need to overcome the devil when you feel sick. Glory be to God. If you know that your willpower is weak, you need to overcome the devil in your will. Take where your weakness is and win your battles. Can we say amen? How do we do that? Look to God's faithfulness. Just look to him. Look to him. Let the weak say that I am strong. Let the poor say that I am rich. Amen. Don't be so vulnerable to what people say about you. Just turn a deaf ear. You know, there are things that you listen. There are things that you don't listen. That's it. Who is in control of your hearing? Who is in control of your hearing? Who is in control of your hearing? Yourself. Come on, answer me. Be strong. Who is in control of your hearing? You. You can reject it. And say, no, I'm not listening in. It's not profitable for me. But of course, you don't tell that person. You still stay polite. (laughs) Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. The anointing shall come upon you to break the yoke of the devil, to remove the burden of the evil one. Let's have a look at the photos again, the yokes. Can we have a look at them again? So you know that it's terrible. You don't want it. Come on. Look at the yoke. Look at the yoke, the wooden one, the wooden one. There are those that are yoked to depression. It couldn't come out. All right. There are those that are yoked to fear, always nervous and fearful. There are those that are yoked to depression, always sad, mad. Okay. Let's look at the cows. Look at the cows. Come on. Look at that. Isn't that terrible? That's how the devil sees you. He wants you to yoke, to be yoked to him so that he could manipulate your life. Sickness is a yoke. And that's, that's why sickness is not from God. Come on, say to yourself, sickness is not from God. Strive is a yoke. If you find that you're always striving with your spouse or striving with your kids or striving with somebody, I can guarantee you that there are devils in your house. Devils drive. The Holy Spirit leads. All right? That's what he wants to turn you into. Say no to him. Come on, say with me, no devil. Get out of my life. All right? Amen. Say to the person next to you, you're free. One more time, you're free. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Go with me one more time to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Go to what Jesus said. 
The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. Now, let me ask you, who is saying this? One more time. Who is saying this? Who is saying this? Are you telling me that Jesus needed to be anointed? Are you telling me that Jesus needed to be anointed? Absolutely, yes. Because Jesus did not minister as the second person of the Trinity. If Jesus had ministered as the second person of the Trinity, there is no hope for any one of us. Because we're not. So he would just go around and tell you, I'm God. What I'm doing, you can't do. (laughs) He would just go around and telling everyone, I'm just healing you. But once I'm gone, you'll stay sick. No. He did not go around healing the sick and delivering the demon possessed and setting the captives free as the second person of the Godhead. He went around doing good and delivering and healing all that were oppressed of the devil as a covenant man walking in the covenant anointed by God. That's for us. Exactly. Jesus had come to raise us up so that we can do what he did when he was ministering as a man of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. That's why religion is so deadly. Religion will just keep you down to control you. But Jesus had raised you up to empower you. Give the Lord a big hand of praise. Isn't he good? Isn't he good? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And look at all the needs. Look at all the needs. Poverty. Brokenhearted, captivity, blindness, bruised, long-term damage. Isn't God good? God is into healing everyone. God is into setting everyone free. God is into loving you. God is into restoring you. Amen. Hallelujah. Can we say amen? So let me ask you a question. Is it only you? Does God love only you and not your neighbor? God loves everyone. So what's the second commandment? Love your neighbor as yourself. So are you to love yourself as God loves you? Are you to love your neighbor as God loves them? Amen. Why? Because we're all together. We're all in this. Can we say amen? How many of you know that it's much better to have a good neighbor, a safe neighbor, (laughs) than a difficult one? But they cannot be saved without you showing Jesus to them. You are anointed to work in miracles, signs, wonders, and powers. Can we say amen? Lift up your hands and say, I'm a miracle worker. One more time. I'm a miracle worker. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. So where you go around, people will be poor no more, brokenhearted no more, in captivity no more, blind no more, stuck no more, bruised no more, oppressed no more, and rejected no more. 
Amen. And even now, as you're hearing this message of the anointing, you're free. You're healed. You are delivered. Amen. You're joyful. Amen. Glory be to God. You're promoted. You're anointed. Amen. Because the voice matters. It's the voice of faith. It's the voice of victory. It's the voice of impartation. Come on, say with me, I'm receiving this voice. Come on, I'm receiving this voice. Amen. Receive the voice that comes out from me this morning. Amen. Go with me to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 4. Now your reception matters. How many of you know that I can say one thing and one person can receive it to mean that way and another person can receive it to mean another way? Your spirit of interpretation matters. And that's why I say, remember I taught on hearing. Your hearing matters. You must hear the good and hear with faith. Hear the good and hear with faith and reject all the evil. Amen. Hear the good and hear with faith and reject, reject all that is evil, ungodly, and devilish. Come on, say to yourself, I'm not a victim. And I'm not vulnerable. Come on, say it with conviction. (laughs) Amen. Your voice matters. One more time. I am not a victim. One more time. I'm not a victim. Glory be to God. Amen. Okay. What did I say? Isaiah 61 verse 1 to 4. Now, Isaiah is the Old Testament, which had been fulfilled by Jesus, all right, in in his ministry. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This was what was given to Jesus to read. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Continue. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn. Remember, vengeance belongs to God. All right? Don't avenge yourself. You'll fall into the trap of the devil. Vengeance belongs to God and he will repay. Amen? Hallelujah. In fact, his repayment is so terrible that he said, you better pray for those who had, you know, wronged you. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at verse three. This is where we are appointed unto. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. What does it mean to mourn? To stand in the gap for sinners. To stand in the gap for sinners. To mourn. All right? To mourn over sin. To ask God for forgiveness. To ask God to open their eyes so they can see that they are trapped in sinfulness. All right? So go back to verse 3. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. There's an exchange. In your hard times, there is an exchange. Instead of ashes, you have beauty. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord. That he might 
be glorified. Remember, God is always in the business of establishing you, but the devil is always in the business of shaking you. So you need to stand your ground. Remember I told you about the Japanese wrestlers? Remember the Japanese wrestlers? What do they do? What, do they, what are they called? Sumo, sumo. Big, right? Chunky, fat. What do they do? Like this. And they had to stand like that. Right? The, the, the rule of the game is that if they were not moved, then they won. Isn't that right? Amen. If they were not moved, then they won. So come on, say to yourself, having done all else, stand, stand, stand therefore. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go back to the anointing. No kings in Israel could reign without the anointing. No prophets, no priests could stand in their office without the anointing. I cannot be a good wife without the anointing. Sonny says, yes, amen. I, I cannot be a good mother without the anointing. My children say, amen. I cannot be a good grandmother without the anointing. And all of us say, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the anointing is very, very important. Okay? Not only were the people anointed, the altar, the utensils, the garments, all had to be anointed. All right? So lift up your hands and say, I am anointed. The divine power comes on the anointing to make your service unto God possible. Now, don't ever just play on your keyboard, play on your piano, play on your drum, and play on your guitar presumptuously. You need to be anointed. You need to consecrate your attention. You need to consecrate your skills. You need to consecrate your being to God before you start playing. Consecration is very, very important. The anointing is for consecration. To be consecrated means to be set apart for divine use. And because you are set apart, no devils can come close. Can we say amen? Remember what happened to Aaron. He sinned against God, right? He built a golden calf. But how come he was not destroyed with the rest of the people? Because he had still the priestly garment. He was still wearing the priestly garment. He was still standing in the office. But as soon the gar- as soon as the garment was taken away from him, he was punished. So your office is one thing. Your character is another thing. Your office is like your clothes that you put on. Your character is the real you. If your character does not match up with your calling, that's bad news. <laughs> because what's on the inside will eventually take over and destroy you. So what you wear must match with who you are. Come on, say to the person next to you, what you put on must match with who you are. Amen. Glory be to God. It's very, very important. Pretense doesn't work in God's kingdom. All right? There is definitely a difference between what is human and what is divine. I'm not saying, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that God is expecting perfection, but I'm talking about the genuineness of your heart. Amen. I'm talking about your heart being genuine 
and not presumptuous and not prideful and not thinking that you are somebody. No, none of us is somebody. Only Jesus is somebody and we are in him. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Amen. Now go with me to 1 John 2, 27. 1 John 2, 27. So we need to be anointed to be protected. All of us. We need to be anointed to be protected. And one thing that Christians is very important for us is that we guard ourselves from pride, religious pride. And don't ever think that because you are a Christian, you are better than anybody else. Because you are not. I'm not. A Christian means someone who is anointed. Anointed. Somebody who has called on God's grace and mercy. Somebody who has eternal life on the inside. Somebody who has given his or her life to serve the Lord. Separated from evil, separated from sin, protected, guided, provided. Amen. So that we can help. So that we can bring somebody to Christ. So that we can be an effective channel for his anointing, for his grace to flow through us and touch someone else. Can we say amen? So a Christian should not be withdrawn. If you are a Christian, you're very withdrawn and you seldom join anybody and you can't get along with anybody. You need to repent and get rid of those demons and ask God to help you. Because it's a contradiction in terms. A Christian is an outreaching one. A Christian outreaches all the time. Always outreaching somebody for Jesus. Can we say amen? I have the best that I can share with you. Amen. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. It's the salvation, the miracles, the goodness of God. Amen. And you don't force it down their throat because they'll throw up. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You just have to love them and love them until they love what you have. Can we say amen? Amen. Glory be to God. And where do you draw that power from? From the anointing. Amen. That's why we have to be anointed to serve. Can we say amen? 1 John 2, 27. But the anointing which you have received of him. Where is that? Well, you say, I don't feel anointed. Where is the anointing? In me. In me. Abides in you. Yes, Holy Ghost, I will yield to you. The Lord is saying, don't be a selfish Christian. You know, there are many Christians, they just want to form a Christian club. Just, you know, just Christians, we have fun among ourselves, we share all the good among ourselves. Don't go to to those sinners, they annoy us. Don't go to those sinners, you know, they are evil, we don't want to get close to them. No. Was Jesus like that? Was Jesus like that? Did Jesus have a better than thou attitude? Did he have that kind of attitude? No, we need to repent, all right? But the anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you, 
But that's the same anointing. So the anointing stays. The anointing teaches. You of all things, the anointing is the truth. The anointing is no lie. And even as he has taught you, you shall abide in him. Now, the word abide has appeared so many times. That means you can choose to stay in the anointing or to say goodbye. There are Christians that only stay in the anointing in church. When they are with Christian friends. And then they say, bye, I don't need your anointing no more. I'm going to work. Bye, I don't need your anointing no more because I'm going for a holiday. No, we need the anointing and we need to stay in the anointing all the time. All the time. God is faithful. But it's our choice to be faithful. Amen. God doesn't need us. Get this right. God doesn't need us. He's self-sufficient. But we need him. Amen. And meekness. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The meek. The meek are those who realize they need God All the time. I need him all the time. 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 Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Say to the person next to you, abide in him. Amen. The devil will try to cut you off from the anointing. By getting you angry, getting you mad, getting you disappointed, getting you lose your faith in God, getting you into strife, getting you so busy. You know, I'm so busy like the bees. I'm doing my business. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You know, trying to cut you off from the anointing. No, no, no. You need the anointing to be prosperous. You need to stay in the anointing to be wealthy, to be healthy, to be strong, to be joyful, to be cheerful. Amen. Hallelujah. We stay in the anointing all the time. And don't you ever doubt, am I anointed? It's like, don't you ever doubt, am I a Christian? Come on, say with me, I am a Christian. That's it. It's not how you feel. Is who you are. Amen. Glory be to God. Don't live by feelings. Live by knowledge. Knowledge is much important, more important, stronger than feelings. Amen. Glory be to God. The anointing comes with your new birth. It stays within a believer. It's the unction that teaches you to function. It's the unction that directs your steps. As a child of God, as a Christian, the anointing does not leave you because God is faithful. Can we say amen? But the anointing can increase in your life. How many of you want the anointing to increase? Everything in the Bible comes by degree. Remember the river of Ezekiel? You can be ankle deep. Come on, touch your ankle. Touch your ankle. Ankle deep. Say with me, that's pretty shallow. You can still decide whether you want to come to church or not. Come on, touch your knee now. It's a bit higher, isn't it? It's not as easy now, right? So you are like the Lord is directing you. 
And then the next, come on, touch your waist. Wow, it's higher. Hey, how many of you have ever walked in water? Water that's up to your waist. It's not that easy to walk, right? Hey, hey. Well, you're saying, well, I'm always late for church. And the Holy Ghost said to you, come on, now stop it. Be early. <laughs> because the anointing is up here now, right? Okay. And then the river continued to go higher. The anointing continued to go higher. And it's on your shoulder. And it carries you. You're no longer walking. You are swimming in the river. Yes, yeah, swimming. Come on. Hallelujah. Remember when you first got born again, the Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So when you first got born again without the baptism of the Holy Spirit, without immersing yourself in the Holy Spirit, that's the baptism, you just came to the well of your salvation. Come on, say with me, the well of your salvation. How many of you have ever drunk from a well? How many of you have ever seen a well? Yes. So a well has the water in it. Is that right? You have to, uh, what's that? The bucket, right? You have to put down the bucket and then you have to draw that up and then drink from the bucket. That's at the level of your salvation. The well. That's your anointing. You're drinking from the well. And with joy, you draw from the well of your salvation. Now, Christians, it's very important. Our joy level is very, very important. You lose your joy, you lose your strength. So be joyful in the Lord, all right? But then we don't stay with the well level. Because what happens to the well when there's no rain? It dries up. Because well is fed by the river underneath the the soil, right? So what's the level of anointing that is higher than the well? Out of your belly shall flow rivers. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's so true. When I listened to, to Oliver, it's like he was speaking in tongues. Like he was, his dad was asking him a question. He'd go, and then his dad asked him another question. He'd go, I think it's the same between me and my father in heaven. You know, you know, God is prompting me to say, I have no idea, but I go by faith to me, it means something. If praying in tongues to you means something, it is something. Don't be driven by your mind. Your spirit is greater than your mind. Don't let your mind defeat your spirit, all right? Because what you receive from God is over and above your reasoning, all right? Amen. So the next level would be the rivers that come out of you. The rivers, right? Coming out of you. Praying out the mysteries of God. Praying out God's plan for your life. Praying out against all the obstacles and hindrances the devil is trying to put on you. All right? And what's the higher level? The next level above the river. If there's no rain, the rivers dry up. So what's the higher level? The rain. The former and the latter rain, that's the anointing upon. So you have the anointing within and you have the anointing upon. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Amen. The, uh, the rivers are within me. Amen. So we need to lift up our hands because we need the anointing upon. You need to come to the service. You need to worship. You need to praise because your well needs the rain. Your rivers need 
the rain. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. How many levels do we need? We need all three. The whole thing. We need the well. We need the rivers. We need the rain. Amen. And especially when you go out to serve God and witness to people, especially when you go out and serve God or in your family, you're serving God with your children, you're serving God with your spouse, you're serving God with your family members, you need the rain on your household. That's why you need to pray. You need to pray for your family. You need to pray for your house for the rain to come. Amen. And the rain comes. Every demon flees. Amen. The rain will clean your household of every demonic garbage. Can we say amen? Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. So what is the anointing? The anointing is the divine enabling of God. The anointing is God enabling you and empowering you. Amen. To be his outflow, to be his manifestations on the earth. Can we say amen? So how do we increase the anointing? The anointing in your life can be increased as you yield to him. All right. For example, when you have symptoms in your body, like I had the other day, I was throwing up. I was surprised. Like I was surprised by it. Whoa, all of a sudden I needed to go to throw up. And all of a sudden I had diarrhea. But what did I do? I still believe in the healing. I still believe in the divine health. Amen. I kept yielding. I kept yielding to the anointing. I kept submitting to God and resisting the sickness. Submitting to God and resisting the sickness. I didn't have to go around and tell everybody. I didn't have to go around and shout. But I was resting and resisting at the same time. Resting and resisting. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And what will happen? He will flee from you. Amen. Glory to glory be to God. How do we have the anointing increasing in our lives by yielding, yielding and yielding to the unction of the Holy Spirit? Yield, yield, yield. Come on, say to the person next to you, yield, yield. Even when I don't understand it, yield. Even when I don't feel like it, yield. Yield to the anointing. Amen. Even when every part of you feels like you want to argue, you yield to the anointing to stay humble. Yield. Greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. The devil tries to threaten you and intimidate you with external forces. But what's, what's, what's powerful are your internal forces forces that God had put in there. Amen. Come and say to yourself, I have the power, the power of God on the inside of me. One more time. I have the power of God on the inside of me. Glory be to God. Amen. So let me ask you just now, I asked this question, ask you again, did Jesus need to be anointed when he ministered on the earth? So if he needed to be anointed, don't we need to be anointed? Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I thank you for the anointing. Let's look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Now, when you have missed it, when you have fallen, remember the book of Micah, though I fall 
I shall arise. One more time. Though I fall, I want every one of you to be saying it. Though I fall, I shall arise. It's very, very important. Don't stay defeated. Get up. Don't stay defeated. Get up. Operate in the spirit of triumph. Operate in the spirit of victory. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Though I fall, I shall arise. The decision, the determination to live in the victory of Jesus Christ is very important because he's the God of the resurrection. His eternal life is the resurrected life that is in you. Amen. You don't want to wilt. You don't want to decay. You don't want to wilt, uh, to wither like a flower. You have been resurrected. You have been given the eternal life. There is no death in you. Jesus said, those that believe in him shall never die. You shall never fail. Never fail. Never fail. Never fail. Come on, say to yourself, I never fail. One more time, I never fail. One more time, I never fail. You know why? Because your failure is the devil's victory. It's never the will of God for the devil to triumph over you. God is on your side. Say to the person next to you, God is on your side. And don't you ever start a civil war. Don't you ever start a civil war. No civil wars in your life, in your community. All right? Can we say amen? Amen. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. The anointing is for good, not for evil. And healing. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I had the devil oppressing my bowels. I had the devil oppressing my appetite. I threw up a few times. I had diarrhea uncontrollably. I mean, I could still control it to go to the toilet, but, you know, the devil was trying to have a go at me, but he failed. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Great is his faithfulness. Amen. So we had the anointing that was upon Jesus. Jesus had the anointing like he had the life to give it to us. All right. Let's look at John chapter 14, verse 12. Amen. John 14, verse 12. Let me ask you a very important question. Is Jesus in a class all by himself and has nothing to do with you? Is Jesus in a class all by himself and has nothing to do with you? Yes or no? Yes or no? No. Everything that he received, everything that he had in his earthly ministry is for you. Otherwise, he wouldn't have to come. Is that very clear? Amen. It's not how you feel. One more time. It's not how we feel. Sometimes we don't feel anointed. But it doesn't mean that you are not. Once you're born again, you're living for God, you are anointed. Can we say amen? This is Jesus speaking. He said, verily, verily, when you read this, the you is you. 
<laughs> so this is Jesus talking to you. He said, I say unto you. Come on, point your finger to yourself. This is me. Jesus talking to me. Amen. So he said, verily, verily, I say unto you. <laughs> he that believes on me, the works that I do, shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do. Why? Because I'm going to my father. So you are my vessels on the earth. You are my channels on the earth. You are my ambassadors. You love your wife like I would love her. You honor your husband like I would honor him. You love your children like I would love them. You love your neighbor like I would love them. You lay hand on the sick like I would. You command miracles like I did. You perform signs like I did. The works that I do, will you do also? Let's lift up our hands and receive. 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 Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Well, let's look at 1 John 2.27. Are you okay? Hallelujah. 1 John 2.27. But the anointing, can you read this with me? 1, 2, 3. Which you have received. What tense is this? Perfect tense. So that means, have we received it? Have we got it? Whoa! Do you have the anointing? Have you got it? Have you got it? Yes! 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 It comes by faith. It comes by faith. If you believe, you shall receive. If you do not believe, you shall not have. So how many of you believe now? Believe. Come on, lift up your hands. Believe and receive. Lift up your hands. Believe and receive because you need it. Come on, lift up your hands. Yes, yes, that's it. Believe. Come on, say with me. I believe. I receive. One more time. I believe. I receive. That's how God works. Amen. The anointing which you have received of him abides in you. And you need not that any man teach you. Does it mean that you don't need to listen to any teachers? Any sermons? No. This is about your practical daily living. So when I was attacked with diarrhea and vomiting... I did not need to ring up anybody to tell me what to do. The anointing taught me how to do. The anointing told me, submit to God, resist the devil, and he would flee from you. Amen? So, the anointing teaches you of all things. Like, uh, I'm, I, I enjoy very much making cards now, and uh, the Holy Spirit would teach me because he said, I'm his workmanship. So he's a very good craftsman. So I enjoy crafting. So the anointing teaches you of all things and it's truth and it's no lie, even as it has taught you. So the anointing has a voice. The anointing will teach you how to treat your wife. All the men say amen. All the women say amen. The anointing will teach you how to treat your husbands. All the husbands say amen. All the wives say amen. <laughs> the anointing teaches you of all things. Amen. Glory be to God. 
Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The anointing is very, very powerful. All right, let's finish with this. So it had repeated so many times, abide, abide, and abide. So how do I abide in the anointing? How do I abide in the anointing? To abide in the anointing is to abide in the anointed. To stay in your in Christ consciousness. Be conscious of your salvation. Be conscious of your fellowship. Be conscious of the grace that has been given you by the Lord Jesus Christ. In fellowship with other Christians. Amen. In fellowship with the word of God. Stay in prayer. Stay in worship. Actively pursue and grow in the understanding of God's word. Amen. And as you do that, you shall be established. Now remember, the anointing is for sustenance, for performance, for success, for breakthrough, for fulfillment. Nothing can be established, nothing can be accomplished without the anointing. Nothing works without the anointing. That's why you are called Christians, the anointed. Remember, the anointing is not a title for show. The anointing is not emotions for your feelings. The anointing is not for us to, uh, to show off. The anointing is for service unto God. So if you want the anointing to increase in your life, you need to be actively serving. That's what it is. And that's why as soon as I got saved, I just wanted to serve. You know, Jesus asked Peter three times, do you love me, Peter, right? Because how many times did Peter deny him? Three times. So Jesus had to reinstate him three times, right? And, G- and Peter said, I love you. And what did Jesus keep telling, what did Jesus keep telling uh, Peter to do? Feed my sheep. Feed my lamb. Feed my sheep. And that's my calling. And that's what God had called me. And the, the source of that is the love for God. Amen. The anointing, there are different kinds of anointing, different facets of anointing. It's just like how many of you can do many things? You can fix your garden. You can fix my water tank. You can, you can wash your clothes. You can whatever, right? You can do many things. So the Holy Spirit has many facets. The Holy Spirit has many fuels. All right. So there's an anointing for finance. There's an anointing for crafts. There is an anointing for um, healing. There is an anointing for winning people to Jesus. There is an anointing for prayer. There's an anointing for leading small groups. There's an anointing for playing the piano. There's anointing for doing the drums. There is an anointing for Sunday school. There's an anointing for ministering to children. So Go where you are anointed. Don't struggle. The anointing is the oil upon you. And where's the oil? There is the flow. So say to the person next to you, go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. One more time. Go with the flow of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is telling me, some of you, you have capped yourself, and that's why you stay limited. Now, I'm just yielding to him. He's saying that for you, if you want more anointing, if you want more power, 
You need to increase your service unto God. You need to stretch out. You need to go beyond yourselves. You need to break that self-inhibition. You need to break that self-confining circle. You know, some of you, you have drawn a circle around yourself and you're like this, so tight and you don't want to say anything. You don't want to touch anybody. And that's why you're narrow and you're shallow and you're confined. And if you want more anointing, you want more power, you need to be willing to stretch out, break out and stretch out. Come on, say with me, break out, break out, stretch out. One more time, break out, stretch out. Amen. Don't commit the mistake of my fall and no more. Don't just limit yourself to your own marriage, to your own children, to your own family. No, that's very shallow and very narrow. And that's why you don't grow. And that's why you deteriorate. The anointing is for service. The anointing is for service. The anointing is to reach out to somebody, reach out to somebody with compassion, with compassion, with compassion, with compassion, with love. It's like when you see the flowers dying, you want to water them and bring them back to life, bring them back to their bloom. Amen. Glory be to God. Come on, lift up your hands and receive from God the desire to help somebody, the desire to help somebody. The desire to get rid of demons. The desire to help somebody. Glory be to God. Amen. In Jesus' name, be delivered from your self-concern. Be delivered from yourself. Be delivered from yourself. Be delivered from yourself. Don't care about yourself. Care about kingdom business. Care about kingdom business. He cares for you. Let him care for you. You care about his business. You care about his kingdom. And you will not be so vulnerable to attacks. That saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Let's finish with this. Exodus chapter 31. Exodus 31. Hallelujah. I want you to see that the Bible is not just about, you know, feeling anointed and then fall under the power, just being emotion, you know, emotional. No, no, no. I want you to see the practical skills. Now look at Exodus chapter 31, 1 to 5. And the Lord spoke unto Moses saying, see, I've called my name, uh, Bezali, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And verse 3, please. Next slide. And I have filled him. Come on, read this together with me. One, two, three. And I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship. To devise cunning works, means clever works. To work in gold and in silver and in brass. Practical skills. Come on, lift up your hands and receive. Practical skills in every area of our living. Amen. The anointing can teach you. Amen. The anointing has helped me to acquire English as a second language. The anointing. Amen. Receive. Come on, receive. For your daily practical living, the anointing, the anointing, the anointing, the wisdom of God, the spirit of God, the knowledge of God. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Even the cutting of stones, the carving of timber to work in all manner of workmanship. Can we say amen? Amen.